All right, welcome to another episode of Catholic Mindset, where we create Catholic content for Catholics. Today we have Juan Carlos Sanchez. He's the co-founder and CEO of Family Playland. They are a streaming platform for the whole family. Family Playland's content focuses on supporting and reinforcing family values for the Latino family. Juan Carlos, how are you? Thank you for joining us on the show. Hey, Alejandro, great to see you again, and thank you so much for the invitation to your great show. I look forward to learn all about Family Playland. Before we begin, can you lead us in prayer, please? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of talking fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father, and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Thank you. So we have a question before we continue. Is what is your heart desire the most? My my heart desires the most that we can reach the first 100 million kids around the world with the content that we're distributing. That's what I'm I think that's the, the big dream, and that's what's in my heart. Every single day we come to the office and look up, that's what our whole mission is, and that's what the, we're focused on every single second that we're working here at Family Playland. Awesome. Well, I will pray. I will keep that in my prayers that you reach those 100 million kids all around the world. Yeah, thank you. So, Family Playland. So, I was checking out your website. It looks pretty cool. Can you tell us, so what, what inspired the creation of this platform? Uh, yeah, I mean, the creation of the platform was basically my kids. How it was very difficult for us as a family, a Latino family with uh, very Latino focused values. How it was complicated for us to find good content for them in Spanish. And uh, at one point, I mean, there were Although there are tons and tons of offer in the in the U.S. for uh, families, we couldn't find the one that will meet certain criteria. Number one, that it was in Spanish, and then number two, that it had a very specific values. We were looking for something that was beautiful, like beautiful content, something that was very well professionally produced. The second thing that we're looking for was it to be good, good content and showing good, a good message for our kids. The country, what we used to find was bad, bad message for the kids, which obviously as we're parenting is kind of a complicated thing if we're trying to plant good values and good and beautiful values. If you put them in front of a, of a screen and what they're watching is with a bad example, so then that was kind of deserving our own efforts at home. And then and then the third element that we it was tough to find is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Those are the that third element is also important because what we were finding is, and this is probably ten years ago, twelve years ago while I was uh, working in the industry, um, it was difficult to find content that was trustworthy, especially for kids, like the scenes or the characters in those shows stayed the same throughout the, the evolution of the series. We started to notice that 
in some some series uh, some of the characters were being transformed as the season went through or probably from one season to another it, it was very difficult to find that and that's where we noticed okay there might be a good oppor- uh, a good opportunity to jump into this and try to figure out if we could deliver some a good option for families here in the US and that's the genesis of the product after spending many many years in the industry we, we still think that there's a good opportunity to bring in more content and and content that fulfills those three values I, I particularly like so the three values are the the Spanish I mean I mean looking for things in Spanish family values and the mm-hmm. trustworthiness yes yes it's it's something common I mean it's something common uh, in the adult segment of content and evolution but it's quite new in the segments for kids like kids 1 to 11 and there's something that actually we have someone in our team that is a is a semiologist and basically what that his whole thing we call him the human raider semiology is the art and the science about interpreting symbols in anything that you're seeing all the way from uh anything like a logo or a scene or something that you're writing or anything that you see out there is always there's always an intent behind the communication who is the architect of that communication who's writing that message and then what's the intent so what we have in our team is a group of professionals and also moms that will see the content before it comes to our platform. But number two, we have a professional eye just reading this content before it's put on our network and then interpreting if there's a hidden message or if there's something that you will not be able to just see with a regular eye, but you're able to interpret the symbols and the intention of the content that is put in front. So that's one of the particular advantages that we bring for parents and moms. Uh, we're normally looking for uh, a brand that can deliver that trustworthiness all the time. So that wholesomeness, that promise of wholesomeness is our main brand value and our main brand promise, and we need to fulfill it. So that's taking an extra effort, which we're, we're able to do. Parents right now are very busy. I mean, you have one job, two jobs, and you're traveling so you don't have all the time to curate all of this content and anticipate and explore what's good or not just put them in front of some sort of a screen and you don't really have control so we're trying to do all of that work before parent is even putting the kids in front of a tv screen or a phone or a, or a laptop so i have to ask what are some of these symbols that parents could keep an eye out or, or some of these hidden messages what what are kids being exposed to nowadays both adults and kids are being ex- uh, exposed to tons of messages and symbolisms throughout cinema, throughout uh, television. There's a big issue right now that we've detected from parents in some of the studies and the service that we've done, and is that parents want to make sure that they're not paying for something that they don't know they're paying for. So if they're, if they're putting their kids in front of a program, they don't want them to be indoctrinated with uh, messages that are affecting the identity formation of their kids. Uh, Sometimes they're not prepared to have those conversations. So Mm. there's a lot of content for kids out there that has uh, hidden characters, potentially a character that does not show a well-defined identity, for instance. So if you're putting your kids in front of some of these 
characters, they they might confuse them. Uh, they're not well prepared to understand or discern why this character is not a is not a boy or a girl. Uh, something that we see that is being used a lot are is the use of uh, in kids content, and that's like well used. Uh, but people, not a lot of people know about it. Is a seahorse, the seahorse little animal. Yeah. So when you start seeing those 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 little characters out there, that's a first uh, red flag uh, overall because what has happened is that that little animal, which is very innocent, uh, is one of the few animals in the animal kingdom that does not have a definition of sex. So you can have you can have from a from a values perspective. You can have a little animal that does not define if it's a girl or a boy. So now the seahorse can become a girl or a boy and have a kid. So and carry the kid. So there's no clearly definition, and it's very subtle. And there, but there's thousands of hours and characters that, and and movies and series that are using the seahorse as a leading character. So those those are some of the uh, um, Easter eggs. Easter eggs is the mm-hmm. term being used to hide things. Uh, so I mean, it's very subliminal. It's very subliminal, uh, but it, it's happening. So that's that's one of the elements that you'll see being used or characters being used in some of these stories. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about your availability? Where can people find? I mean, or, or where? And around the world, can people view this? If your goal is yes. to have a hundred thousand kids, a hundred million, sorry, I'm I'm assuming that this is available globally. Yeah, so that's where we want to go, and uh, that's the number we have as a target. So right now, um, we are fully focused in the U.S. Hispanic market. Why? Because I mean, we have a large amount of Latinos in the U.S. Over sixty million Latinos. If you take all the population in the U.S., the Latino population is probably it's it is the second largest Spanish-speaking market in the world after Mexico. So Mexico is number one. Uh, the U.S. is number two. Um, then, if you take that also in terms of the potential growth, uh, the U.S. market continues to grow uh, at a fast pace. The Latino segment within it's a fast-growing segment. So. Uh, that's something that we pay close attention, and that's why we decided to focus uh, all the way from Puerto Rico uh, to Hawaii. So that's yeah. our first stage. Now, uh, once we feel that uh, we have a good uh, grip in the U.S. Hispanic market, then we'll, we'll move into other markets. But right now, it's it's where the battlefield is. Uh, we have the, we have the understanding of what's going on in the market. We have experience understanding the the consumer down here. So uh, we right now focusing exclusively on the U.S. Hispanic market. So you mentioned industry. You tapped a little bit on the media industry. Let's talk a little bit about it. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in the media industry around your space? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there there's a lot of opportunity right now to keep uh, producing content for kids uh, and delivering content to kids. The problem right now is that there's a huge amount of people that want this content, 
but there's not a lot of people offering that content. And there's only like two or three big players in the market that control all the distribution of this content. And those distributors are not necessarily aligned with Catholic values. So for us as, as Catholic uh, professionals that have been working in the industry uh, for more than 20 years with different companies, within Sony, within NBC Universal, uh, and many others, we, we think that there's a good space to bring in content that is not necessarily faith-based, but is content that respects the values of Catholics and Latino families in the US. So that the market continues to expand and retract, but uh, we think that there's a great opportunity to bring in something that is wholesome and elevate kids' uh, souls. Our whole mission is to just nour- nourish kids' souls, and we think that that's been done for good or for bad through content. Uh, we as parents, we sometimes don't understand how critical that is, and the amount of hours that a kid is, in, is put in front of uh, a screen is, is just mind-boggling right now. Like, if you see how many hours a kid will spend in, let's say, going to a Catholic church or to a Christian church between the age of 1 and 17, if you add all the hours, they will not add up to more than 800 hours total. If you check how much time they'll spend with their family, it's probably 5,000 hours. Time at school, it won't go over 10,000 hours. When you see the amount of hours that they'll spend in front of a screen or consuming media, it's more than 40,000 hours. So then we have to ask ourselves, oh, hey, why is that this is happening in these schools? Why is that this happening with these families? Well, it's that we have less and less control of what's going on in their lives because they have been spending most of their lifetime in front of a screen. That's the average. It doesn't mean that everybody's in that same boat, but that's the average. And that's where we see the, the our mission. How do we deliver and get some of that time back with quality? It's not it's going to be very difficult for anybody to give away the power of this screen or or a smart TV. Technology is too powerful, but the content that is flowing through it, I think that's where the 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 biggest opportunity to cause a positive impact to a kid is right now, right now. Talk to me a little bit more about the creation of content. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like all like Netflix and Hulu and HBO and all these are going on their own to create content now. Is it because there there's a demand for content and there's not that many creators or the cost of creating movies and, and shows is not the same as it used to be? What, what yeah. can I guess incentivize more cath- uh, ca- more family value content to be created? Oh, yeah. So definitely uh, there's a lot of content being created, but not not all content is made equal. Mm. So what has happened is that you have the large studios who are producing hundreds of thousands of hours a year in in combination. But all of that content has a very particular intention. Again, there's something that was well said in the early 20s and 30s that the, the medium is the message. And when the medium is the message and you just scratch a little bit under the medium, you'll start figuring out what is that constitutes that medium. You start seeing why a certain brand is delivering a certain type of content and what's the agenda before, behind that content or the producers and who are 
who is putting the money behind that content? So I think right now what has happened and talking about trustworthy is again, you'll see that there's a lot of things hidden in plain sight. So you have these huge companies uh, that are making and spending billions of dollars in production, but they don't care about the family values necessarily. They're just caring to increase the engagement level of the kids in the screen, make as much money as possible. That's your main focus. And there's nothing wrong about making money, right? We're all capitalists. So, but what's wrong is when you start destroying the values of a society, contaminating the souls of kids, affecting and attacking directly the, the family values and that's when the cost is too high and that's why you're seeing a, a a good wave new wave of new alternative media like us we're, we're very concerned about this and we're not necessarily concerned about uh going in and living with the cross you know we're, we're we think we have to understand the current culture so our whole angle here is we're trying to bring in uh produce content or license content and bring in high level, very professional that is going to draw in audiences back to our Lord. So it's a little bit of a, uh, of, of, a, of a tension point where the culture is over here. So you can, you have to meet the culture over here with the right values, and the right purpose. So we can bring them back to our Lord and bring back the family, keep it, keep it rolling. But we, a lot of people do not understand is the moment that you lose those family values, then the economy starts suffering uh, and, and, and the whole economy starts suffering. Uh, so we have to, we're paying close attention to this phenomena. Uh, and media, media is a big component of it. It is a big component. Uh, as, as the school system uh, is a, a big component. Media is a big component. School systems are a big component. Art is a big component of how culture gets formed. So if that culture is deteriorated, the consequence is that the families are deteriorated and that brings down a whole society. So that's why you're seeing this type of reactions and you're seeing uh, consumers um, now thinking twice before they give their money to uh, any of these other uh, media options. Consumers are paying more attention. Parents are paying more attention. I think COVID triggered that in a lot of households across America. People started to pay more attention to what their kids were doing, whether it was a school or in entertainment content. So that's basically uh, triggered a big, big emphasis on people taking care of what they're consuming at all, at all levels. I want to take a step back and talk a little bit about the values that you mentioned earlier. You mentioned good, trustfulness, and beautiful content, right? Can we yeah. dive more into why you're focusing your content in this way? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, that those values are the values that we think out of hundreds of values. I think those are very universal values. Those are very, if you want, Catholic values, since that, I mean, Catholic means universal. So what we have done here intentionally is not just think about, okay, let's take the Bible and 
do catechesis or go in and, and bring families back to the Lord that way. No, we, we're going with a very broad aspect of art and parables. Basically, every film is a parable, and that's the modern parable. And there's a great opportunity for us to be able to bring in and use that time and that effort to elevate the soul. So, I mean, human beings, human minds are always attracted to beautiful things. So why why can't we just use that to bring people back to the to, to the logos, to the Lord? And that's something that we believe uh, we've lost a little bit about that uh, overall in the culture. And we want to use those same elements to discern what type of content comes into the platform and then put it back in. Uh, the second element, it's it's the good, right? So we want to make sure that we're showing things, especially when it gets to kids, things are good, not bad. So we want to show how kids reinforce positive values, positive, positive uh, habits, instead of supporting the creation of scenes. Let's say uh, there's some shows right now that you're finding that kids uh, offer, uh, even on platforms like Disney or Netflix or Nickelodeon, very commercial platform, you'll find kids playing a bad role uh, in some of these series. It's just stealing or or punching kids or, you know, like they're, they're really giving a bad example, disrespecting parents, disrespecting teachers. Uh, so that's an example of bad, bad behavior. That's, that's something that it goes against any simple uh, common sense, a societal um, uh, base for things to be able to operate in any sort of environment. So if you're leaving your kids in front of this, I mean, they don't understand. They still feel like they're still forming their brains and they're very open and they're in a window of neuroplasticity in a very vulnerable stage of neuroplasticity. And when you put this in front of them, but just one, twice, or three times, but you have a kid that has been exposed thousands and thousands of hours in front of bad behavior being watched on the screen, then that's something that you're creating a habit in them, whether you like it or not. It's just happening. And especially in this world where we're more isolated than ever, you're creating and reinforcing that behavior in the mind of a kid. So that's causing issues everywhere our world right now and media has a big role to do to that so when you're showing good things then you're just showing the positive and, and, and positive active and the good habits and you're creating not vices but habits then media is causing a, a good effect so that's important when people are coming kids are watching this type of content we want to make sure that they're finding good content not bad models good models the third element is it has to be truthful uh, again uh, there's so many different trends right now out there that are showing our lives just basic lies scientific lies their their lies uh, their their uh, misinterpretation or reinterpretation so we want to make sure that we show things that are true that history happened for a reason and that we just don't want to show any sort of history that we just created five years ago or was invented. No, we want to show the true, true history elements. We just not want to uh, show things that are not factual, things that are not uh, uh, 
that are probably, there's a lot of content for kids right now that has a relative truth. This thing about relativism, oh, that's my truth, that's your truth, mm -hmm. that's this guy's truth. No, we want to show that truth because that, that uh, going a little bit into the Christian framework, if you go back to the scriptures, you'll see that the truth, there's, I, I forgot the line, but it's the truth will free you, will, will, will make you free. Truth will make you free. So if you understand the, the true itself in its pure nature, that will give you freedom. If you're giving lies to to a kid uh, or to any person and you're feeding that line constantly with high frequency, again, kids tend to watch a series and a movie 25, 30 times. It's not that you're just watching this content like you and I will do. We'll watch a movie once or twice. Kids will watch the same piece of content 45 times and you're constantly feeding them a piece of content, a movie where you're showing them something that is not true, they will somehow memorize them in their subconscious. You'll have a problem with this kid 30 years later or 20 years later or 10 years later when this kid is, is causing trouble because he has a misperception of something that was planted in his mind, not by their parents, not by their school, but with a, by a media corporation. Remember, we all have to remember that this kid's content is not made by kids. Kid's content is made by adults and people that are investing money to gain the kid's attention and to convince the parents to watch the content with them. So we're just doing a service and a favor and the type of moms and families that are coming for our content are receiving that favor and that service that we're giving in. But corporations are selling hard and making whatever they can to get into your household. We're just providing a service and we're an option. Um, and we want to play that role. Um, but we also need to make sure that people know about these well-known uh, uh, practices inside the industry. I like what you said that these things are created by adults and some people forget, you know, you're watching cartoons or you're watching the Avatar or whatever and you forget that these these shows have been thought, have been developed, have been created, grafted, and you know, designed by adults. It's the same thing with toys, you know, it, with Legos or whatever. All these industries and have been developed, supplied, produced by adults. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of a uh, of this content that has been produced, and characters that have been produced, even. Adults that are in, in, in these series, in YouTube, that you find out. I see it all the time here in our office. There's tons and tons of, of examples where kids are overexposed to YouTube kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, YouTube kids is safe. Then they find out that their kids are seeing the pornographic content in YouTube kids. And because someone has, is, and this is not just, uh, ad load that is coming to them, but it's also the scenes that some people take the time, take a content, modify it, planning 10, 20 seconds of something bad, and oh. leaving it out there. So that's a common practice that YouTube does not, I don't, I'm not saying YouTube is doing this intentionally. I'm just saying the platform is so big and there's hundreds of people, not thousands of people that are just trying to harm kids that you without knowing, are overexposing your kids to this type of thing. So it's tons of uh, addiction to pornography right now. Uh, 
because of, of the overexposure to YouTube. That's a well-known industry reality. And, and there's so much also impact coming from the advertising side that you have to be careful. And people need to understand when you're watching something, your kid is watching something, their attention and their time is being sold to someone. So it's not that I'm getting this content for free. There's no free content anywhere. There's a pay, there's a cost to pay. When you think that YouTube is giving you something for free for your kids, be sure about that. There's nothing free. Your kid's attention is being sold without you even knowing. So that's something that people don't talk about. That's something that people don't pay attention. And the cost of opportunity of having your kid in front of all of these screens, it's very high. We have uh, focus groups that we've done uh, and interviews to in-depth interviews to our customers and potential customers. And these moms are very concerned. Nine out of 10 moms will come to us, subscribe to us, and then give us advice of what has made them subscribe to us. And nine of every 10 cases has been an issue of their kid getting in trouble with porn. has been an issue of they being fed up to just waste kids wasting their time with content that it's not delivering a good educational or good entertainment values. So that's what we're, that's what we're bringing as an, as an offer right now. We have content that is educational. We have a content like Petit Malabar, which is basically a series put together by a, by a group of uh, astrophysicists that want to bring in the concept of black holes, fusion, nuclear fusion, fission uh, to kids in the U.S. under the age of 10. So it's like we're, we're bringing content, we pay attention to the type of content that we're bringing. It has to have a big residual value for the family and the kids. It has to be elevating them, either their spirits, be positive and has to have a big residual value for them after they spend an hour watching this content. Tell me a little bit about family values and the family structures. No surprise, it's no secret, you know, that the family structure is being attacked left and right from all angles, from all sources, especially here in the United States. Yeah, and and that's uh, something that is very concerning overall uh, because there, again, the 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 role of media in that process has been very high. Uh, it's coming, that structure's been attacked from all the way from um, education, books, songs, uh, media, art. So it's happening. And it has been happening now in the last three years. This is probably happening for the last 50, 60 years. And it's endemic. So I think, again, I think there's a lot of parents concerned about that. Parents are have become very... Uh, they're awake and paying attention to what's going on and they want to make decisions to support companies and brands that are trying to avoid these type of pitfalls for their kids. Uh, specifically, I, we think that the role of the mom has been very affected. Uh, moms seem to be lost uh, a position in, in, the, in the structure of the family. There's been a, it's under attack. Also, dads have been attacked, like the role of dads. If you pay attention to a lot of the cartoons out there, not all, but let's say a big proportion of them, 
the figure of the dad is kind of is insignificant. It's like, oh, it's this guy. They put it down. They make jokes about it. And it's bringing the big crisis that we have in America right now. It's it's not a crisis of divorces or it's like, there's so many different uh, finger pointing on what's the causing the crisis. The crisis right now in America is that it's uh, it's fatherhood. Uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of families across the country that do not. There's not a father uh, inside that household, and that's creating a lot of problems when raising those kids. So that's a big crisis, and that's a big crisis that has been incentivized by many, many economical and societal uh, incentives. Um, so we can go on and on and on talking about that for sure. Uh, but at the same time, what we're seeing is that, um, um, that, and that's one of the reasons why we believe the mom right now needs a lot of help. We're actually, and some of the things that we're doing to, to bring in and form a community around content and our platform is we're inviting all the moms. We're calling them super moms, and who, who whatever, uh, whoever wants to uh, come in and share their experiences. If you go to www.familyplayland.com, there's a blog, and we're starting to get in more moms involved with uh, kind of creating a mini movement of moms concerned by the content their kids are are watching. So all of these super moms are basically bringing in and they're telling their stories from a professional life and then how also they're balancing their life at home. So also we want to show that it's possible to have a successful career and be a, a, a mom. That's that's an, a balancing act. And I had a lot of colleagues through years that are in, in the industry that can balance this out. And those are great examples also to support and show younger generations of moms that they can have, they, they don't need to sacrifice their careers uh, because they don't want to be a mom or vice versa. They don't need to sacrifice the 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 family or having their own family because they want a successful career. Both things can be done. There's no somehow I don't know when in this country uh, we've been sold the idea that you cannot have one and the uh, the other together. You can have be a great mom and a great professional. But somehow at one point someone has been trying to sell out that no, you don't need you cannot be a mom and they can, if you're a mom, you're not a professional or vice versa. It's not true. So we're bringing this super mom that is showing other generations of potential moms or current moms showing how they're doing it, sharing their experiences. And that super mom is bringing another super mom and that super mom is bringing another super mom. So we're it's a call out for all the moms that are watching your show or People who are watching the show that know a great Superman to put us in contact with Family Playland, and we can definitely share their their stories and and um, make sure that other families also understand what it takes to be a Superman. And we want to elevate that because it's quite frankly, moms are under attack in this country. You know, I, I like I like this focus on moms. You know, it, this culture nowadays has been and for a while like you said has been teaching women that they can they have to sacrifice family life in fact why have a family when you have to focus on yourself like that's the message that you can you can you don't have to stay at home and have a family you go out into the world and 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 pursue your career first and then family second right but why not do both you know it, which is completely 
super doable to have a a professional life and a family life if you just try. Yeah, especially with the amount of technology that you have right now, that's helping also a lot. So I don't think both things are necessarily fighting with each other. I think there's a lot of potential, especially within the Latino community. We're inviting all the moms, uh, all the Latino moms that can share and want to share their story so we can amplify that across the country. You know, I'm, I keep going back to what you mentioned about how kids watch the same content over and over and over again. Like I can watch a show maybe once, twice, or maybe after a year, I can put it in the background, you know, to, as, to keep me company as I fold laundry, right? But when you mentioned that kids can watch something like 40 times or something like that, if they're watching bad content, it's, it's normalizing that, exposing them to that, to that bad content. And of course, if it's good content and you're reinforcing those things, that's why I think that the mission you're on is 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 very important to bring this good, trustworthy content to families all over the world. Yeah, I think definitely we're in a, a cultural war right now, and the battlefield is in the mind, not just in the mind of adults, but it's now in the mind of kids. Unfortunately, it's a place that had been kind of protected somehow out of that war, but now they're in part of the battlefield that's been brought in. So I think that's kind of our mission right now is trying to make sure that those kids are protected, uh, that those kids are maintained pure uh, and are being tainted by uh, companies uh, or specific agendas in the political arena that are coming in to indoctrinate those kids at a very early stage. That's something that one is done. It's very difficult to recuperate in, in later in their lives. So uh, that's that's what keeps us going. That's that's kind of our mission, making sure that those kids are consuming something. Those are good good calories, if you will, and not bad calories. And we're keeping them very neutral and very pure. And and that's something that is happening. We're we're living in a in a battlefield right now and it's a battlefield uh, uh, about, it's a battle of symbols and it's a battle of idols. So those are right now the elements that, uh, quite frankly, a lot of people are using uh, through all the technology, and that's something that uh, we're living on a day-to-day basis. Whether we like it or not, whether we're aware or not, it's happening, and we have to start waking up, and that's why we've created Family Playland. It's that place where we are basically giving a refuge for all the kids to still enjoy something that they have a right to, which is being entertained. And I guess overall, what is your favorite part at a personal level of all this amazing mission that you're embarking on? Yeah, my favorite parts, I mean, there's several. I think it's just the alignment of my values with my career. That's one. Two, helping the team and mentoring young people that are coming in into the media industry and they're trying to figure out their way through and just giving them a little bit of uh, coaching and sharing with them what what is uh, a good way of doing media or or a responsible way of doing media. Uh, three, also, I think, which is really cool, is just to be able to be uh, constantly searching for the next new piece of content, whether it's a series, whether it's a movie, talking to the producers, understanding uh, what the intent of that content is. Uh, also, it's, it's, it's just amazing the amount of content that is out there and Trying to help people bring that content into the U.S. 
uh, a lot of our content, we work with six studios right now. Most of them are out of the U.S., so there's a big market. And people are trying to enter the market, and, and it's just fabulous to be able to work with so many people and so many partners in this endeavor because they see the same vision. They galvanize around the same problem, which is protecting the souls of, our, of, of kids. I think this is amazing. So as a closing question here, we'd like to ask all our guests, what is your favorite part about your faith? Oh, the favorite part is that I don't need to talk to any psychology. Uh, I'm not dependent on any medic medication. Um, and it, it, it forces me to be, a universal, uh, it forces me, reminds me, not forces me, but reminds me about being a universal pe person, which means talking to everybody, respecting everybody's point of views. And uh, like our Lord did, he was talking to everybody. He never closed the door to anybody. So that's what I love about my, my faith. That it's pretty universal and, 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 and helps other build, uh, reach out to others and help them with the problems they have to solve. Serving others, I think that's 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 what our our, our faith uh, encourages us to do and that's what I, I also like to do that for my career. Awesome. Juan Carlos, it has been great to have you on the show to learn all about Family Playland. Uh, we look forward to share your content and make people um, at least our audience, you know, to, to uh, get to know you more, get to know your mission, your work, and, uh, and all this fun stuff that you're doing. I mean, providing families all over the world with content that they can trust and that it's good and healthy for their families. So thank you. Well, thank you, Alejandro, for your invitation. It's been an honor to be here. And thank you for the, your audi to your audience as well. Um, just come whenever you can to familyplayland.com. Uh, it will be great to hear from you guys and uh, get your feedback about the product and uh, we'll be here to help you however we can. Okay? A good one. <laughs>